0: Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services.
1: Last week, I began sharing um, on this topic the topic of divine intercession. If you missed the service last week, go and watch it again because I'll literally continue from where I stopped last week. I will not go back to lay the foundation again. Otherwise, by the time I finish laying that foundation, we'll be coming to the end of the service. So I want to be able to get into the stuff I want to get into today. So because of that, I am not going to go back there because I explained a lot of deep things about the priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ, that when God changed the priesthood, okay, from the Levite clan to involve Jesus as a priest, he also had to change the rules because the rules and the law had said only uh, someone from the tribe of Levi could be a priest. But then we found out from last week the problem was that those priests From the tribe of Levi, we are dying. So you would have a high priest and then he would die. And then another one would come and then he would die. Starting with our first high priest by the name of Aaron. Aaron was our first high priest. And then we saw uh, he died. Okay. And then we had another high priest called Eliezer. All right. Eliezer served in the office of the high priest and then he died. And then after Eliezer, we had the next high priest uh, called Phineas. Okay, and then Phineas saved in the office of high priest, and then he died. They, they kept on dying until we come to the generation of Eli. Eli, where Samuel is born as a prophet in that era, he also saved, and then he died. So each time God raised up a priest, and then the high priest would die. So God was like, no, nah, this system is not perfect. This system is riddled with so many weaknesses. Because I said last week, a priest you know, was not born with the knowledge of his high priestly duties. He had to learn in the office, master the work. By the time they are graduating from learning and mastering, they are dying and then God has to raise up a new one again. But also there was another problem. The other problem was the fact that those priests, first of all, themselves were sinners. They had shortcomings. They had problems. So when they're offering sacrifices, they were not just offering sacrifices for the people. They had first of all, offer sacrifices for themselves before they could offer sacrifices for other people. Problem number three, uh, we also noticed something that they were using the blood of animals. Now, the blood of animals, we know, could not take away sin. The blood of animals could only cover sin. So, the administration, in a way, was limited by far because those blood of animals could not take away sin, all right, it was on a covering scene. So it was a futile exercise. And then number four, we also saw that they had to repeat the thing every year. Every had to be repeated year, year. year. God went na, 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 na. This thing will wear everyone out. Everyone would be so frustrated at the end of the day. So he had to change the priesthood from the tribe of Levi to the priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But then God had to use an order. Okay, the other one was the order of Levi. Now we see that God used the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek, I said, who appears in the book of Genesis chapter 14 was a strange character because he just appears and disappears from the scripture. He appears, the Bible says, we are not told his genealogy without a father, without a mother, no genealogy. He just appears on the scene as a king, but at the same time, he's also a priest So God went, no, 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 I love that one, where someone can be a king and the same person can also be a priest. So when Jesus appears on the scene or when God brought Jesus, he says, no, I'm going to institute a new kind of priesthood after the order of not after the order of Aaron or the Levites. So we see that God made Jesus a high priest by oath, not by the law, because the law demanded that priests have to come from the tribe of Levi. But The oath that God made was for Jesus to become a priest and a king, but after the order of Melchizedek. So we saw that the priesthood of Jesus Christ is far more superior than the priesthood of Aaron and the Levites. Okay, now, having said that, you need to begin to understand the modus operandi okay modus operandi of jehovah god i know that we understand god God, I know that we know God as God. But we need to begin to understand that this God does not do things haphazardly. The quicker you lay in that the realm of the spirit has got laws and principles and that God functions within those laws and principles, the better you're going to begin to function in the realm of the spirit. Because most of us, we've got this image in our heads that this God just does things haphazardly. Whenever he feels like, whenever he wakes up on the wrong side, oh no, okay. He never sleeps. You know that. But whenever, no, he can just change. No, that's not how our God operates. Our God, Jehovah, he is a God who functions by principles. And God is predictable. Our Jehovah God is not capricious. Okay? Capricious is someone who you are not too sure what they'll do, how they'll behave in a particular situation. So, we, we call that person capricious. Or someone who, under the same circumstances, will say one thing. Under the same circumstances, we'll say the opposite of what they just said, okay? That person is capricious, but our Jehovah God is never capricious. Our Jehovah God is predictable. He'll do the same thing under the same circumstances. Whoever the person is, God will still show himself to be someone who is a reliable, someone who is dependable, someone that you can bank your life on. Someone say yes. So, because of that, it's so important for us to understand that this Jehovah God is a God who is able, you know, to function in a format which is so predictable because he functions by rules and by laws. Very, 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 very important to understand that this God functions by rules and by laws. So, today I'm going to introduce to you This very important law by which God functions in the realm of the spirit. And it is hidden in Hebrews chapter 7, verse number 25. Last time I just read it, I didn't elaborate. So we'll read from uh, verse uh, 25 all the way to verse number... Okay, we'll go all the way to chapter 8, all the way to verse number 13. So from chapter 7, verses 25... Into eight, all the way to verse number thirteen. Okay, please get me those passages. All right, I want us to read together. That passage 1, 2, 3, go.
0: Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us, who was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of the oath which was since the law maketh the son who is con- consecrated forevermore.
1: All right. So that's so powerful. As you can see, some of the things that are mentioned in that passage are the ones that I've already told you about the weaknesses of the Aaronic priesthood or the Levite priesthood. It, had, it was riddled with so many Weaknesses. The people who served in the office of a high priest, the Bible says those people had an infirmity. They were weak. They had issues. They had problems. They had shortcomings. They had shortfalls and everything, anything that you can talk about. All right? So, God had to change the priesthood totally to someone who was consecrated forever. In other words, God was looking for a continuous system of priesthood, a continuous system of intercession. Someone say intercession, because it is very clear from the scriptures here that this Jehovah God is a God who is bound by intercession. Say with me, Jehovah God,
0: Jehovah God is bound, is bound
1: by intercession,
0: by intercession.
1: Wow, that's amazing. That's an amazing statement. Can we say again, Jehovah God? Jehovah God is bound is bound by intercession by intercession very good so you see that that statement alone is a very powerful statement for you to understand when we talk about divine intercession why because Jehovah God is bound by intercession what do i mean by Jehovah God is bound by intercession what i mean is simple Jehovah God functions On the principle of intercession. Intercession is something which is huge. It is something which is big. When it comes to the modus operandi of Jehovah God. Intercession is something that is so important. When it comes to how God functions. How God responds. How God deals with people. Intercession is so important. Now that's why you need to understand from verse number 25 of Hebrews chapter 7. That wherefore he is able also uh, to save them to the uttermost that come to, unto God seeing he liveth to make intercession for them. Now this is so important for you to understand what the Bible is talking about here. That what we are dealing with in Christ, okay? We are dealing with a priesthood which is superior. We are dealing with a priesthood which is forever. And it is amazing to know that Jesus offered up his blood only once for the salvation of the whole world. But... The Bible says this Jesus, he didn't just make intercession for the saints once or for the world once, but he liveth. In other words, he is ever alive. As I'm speaking now, he ever liveth. As I'm talking right now, he ever liveth. As I'm preaching right now, he ever liveth. As I'm speaking to you right now, he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Someone say me. 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 Say me. May. So I'm talking about you. That Jesus Christ, he offered his own blood. He died on the cross. He took his blood into the holy of holies all right, offer his blood on the mercy seat, and the Bible does tell us that this Jesus is seated on the right hand of the throne of God. But then, I want you now to begin to, ent- to extend your understanding of this man called Christ, that in the heavens where Jesus is seated, he's not just seated on a la- on a nice lounge, you know, in a lounge couch. He's not just on a nice chair, like the ones you find, you know, uh, on the beach in Denarau in Fiji. He's not on a holiday there. No, he is working as I'm speaking right now. The Bible says he ever liveth to make intercession for them. So as I'm speaking right now, there is an intercession taking place in the realms of the spirit. And this intercession is not being done by human agents. This intercession is not being done by priests which had weaknesses and infirmities and shortcomings and shortfalls. Uh -uh. But this intercession is being made by our Lord and Savior who ever liveth. To make intercession for us. So, in other words, the intercession that Jesus is doing is a divine intercession for each one of us. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, yes. This is divine intercession that Jesus is doing. Now, you need to understand the Bible says that He ever liveth to make intercession for them. He ever liveth. So, there is never a day when you, oh my goodness, there is never a day. There is never a moment, there is never a second hmm, when there is no one interceding for you. The Bible says this man called Christ, he ever liveth, he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Now, when you look at um, uh, the high priest in the temple, the high priest in the tabernacle of Moses, that high priest could only enter into the presence of God which was in the Holy of Holies once, one day on the day of atonement in a year. After he comes out of there he had no chance of going back here to make intercession for people one more time. He could only do it one day in a year. That's it comes out. And then after that sins begin to pile up again. Problems begin to pile up again. Waiting for one more year when the high priest could be allowed to enter again into the presence of Jehovah God. But this man Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the Bible says he appeared in the presence of Almighty God. He is not making intercession for you from outside the presence of God. He is not making intercession for you from outside the Hall of holies in, uh, in the temple which is in heaven. Uh-uh. He is Within the hall of holies, he is with the Almighty God, he is in the presence of Almighty God, he is right there standing in your place making intercession for each one of us. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Yes. Now this is a game changer. Someone said this is a game changer. This is a game changer. Knowing that you've got an intercessor right with the Father, right in the presence of Jehovah God, an intercessor, whoever liveth. So in other words, there is never a day when Jesus shall die and there shall be a gap where you don't have someone interceding for you. This man, Jesus Christ, he's always in the presence of Almighty God making intercession for you, I want you to know today that's what the Bible says you are more than a conqueror. Why? Because you've got a divine intercessor making intercession for you before Jehovah God, you've got someone speaking on your behalf before Jehovah God, you've got someone standing in your place in the presence of Almighty God. 24 7, He never sleeps nor slumbers, he's never tired, he ever liveth to make intercession. There's never a day when he shall die. Am I talking to somebody right here? My God, my God. Ah, my goodness. Let me remember that you are in your homes and you are watching me on the screen. I should not fire up as if you are here with me. All right, let me calm down. Otherwise, your systems will begin to clip my voice (laughs) because it's too hot. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, I talked about the modus operandi. This is amazing. Also, What does all this thing tell us? It tells us one thing. It tells us one truth. God never does anything without an intercessor. I don't know whether you understood i have said it. God never does anything without an intercessor. That's why the ministry of intercession is the most important ministry you can think about. I know that most of us, when we think about intercession, all we have in our minds is, um, you know, people praying. That's it. Or people praying for other people. That's it. No. The ministry of intercession is one of the most important ministries as far as God is concerned. All right, As far as God is concerned. Let's quickly go to Let's quickly go to Ezekiel chapter 22 verses <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 22 uh, da, 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 da. I don't want to read it too much Verses 23 to 31 Ezekiel chapter 22 verses 23 23 to 31 Ezekiel chapter 22 verses 23 to 31 all right you can read
0: And the word of the Lord came unto me saying Son of man say unto her thou art the land that is not cleansed Nor reigned upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravening the prey, they have devoured souls, they have taken the treasure and precious things, they have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean. And have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths and I am profaned among them. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves, ravening the prey to shed blood and to destroy souls, to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have dubbed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it But I found none. Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God.
1: Someone said, Amen. Amen. Now, this is so important to understand what is happening in this passage. God has got an issue with the people. The people have violated his law. The priests have violated his law. The, the prophets in the days of Ezekiel have also violated his law. So God begins to prophesy through Ezekiel saying, look, I'm fed up and I'm going to destroy the land. Okay? I'm going to destroy the land. But the Bible says before God could, you know, mete out the destruction, he went among the people to look for someone from among them. Okay, someone from among them, someone who was part of the society, that that person should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before God for the land. This is amazing. (laughs) This is amazing that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Now, God has already made up his mind that he wants to destroy the land because of all the evils. But before he could destroy the land, he goes around to look for a man from, with, from among the people who could make up the hedge, who could stand in the gap, so that that person should pray for the land, so that God should not destroy the land. I told you, I told you, that God, okay, God is bound by intercession. Someone, say, let's say together. Say, God. God is bound, is bound by, intercession. by intercession. This is so important that God already knows the evils in the land. Are we together? Uh-huh. Number two, God has already decided to destroy the land. Are we together so far? Number three, before he go to destroy the land, he goes to look for someone from among the people to intercede for the land so that God should not destroy the land. So in other words, God is bound by intercession. Are you hearing me? So between people committing sin, between people messing things up to where God is able to judge the people, in between there, in between there is another step. It's called the step of Intercession. The step of intercession. So, if intercession is offered on behalf of the people, all right, God changes his mind. God turns around. But if there is no intercession offered on behalf of the people, the punishment that God wanted to give out goes ahead and the punishment is meted out on the land. Are you hearing me? I love what the Bible says. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is deep. This is very deep. That God himself, his anger, he wants to destroy the land. And then he says, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Before I destroy it, let me go there. Look for a man among them who can stand before me. All right? In the cup. Who can restrain me? Who can bind me? Who can stop me? Who can divert my anger? Who can divert my punishment? Now, because I didn't find anybody. Oh, God. In other words, God cannot help himself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's the biggest statement you ever hear from my mouth. God can never help himself. God can never help himself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He can never help himself. What do I mean? What I mean is simple. He knows I love this person. He knows the person has messed up. He knows I'm about to destroy the person. Ah, he goes, oh no. I don't like this thing destroying this person. I don't like this thing destroying this land. But you know what? If there is no intercessor to bind me as God, I can't help myself. I have to punish. I have to meter the punishment. I have to release the judgment. I have to punish this land. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? But the moment an intercessor springs up, my goodness, things turn around. Because God is a God who functions by laws and principles. In his divine nature, he already they set it aside, that whenever an intercessor appears and binds God by the power of intercession, the outcome is going to change. The outcome is going to turn around. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? That's why God, when he's very angry, the first people he will remove out of the equation are intercessors. Alright, let me show it. Remember the deal. If I can't show you in the Bible, don't take it. that's a deal now let me show you let's go to Exodus Exodus verse 32 7 to 11 okay let's go to 14 let's go all the way to 14 so we just have it in one go Exodus chapter 32 uh, verses 7 to 14 Someone say power. 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 Hey, God can never be locked down. God can never be locked up. Say, I am in the presence of Almighty God.
0: Presence of God.
1: Say I am surrounded by the angels of God.
0: I am surrounded by the angels of God.
1: Say I am seated in the heavenly places. I
0: am seated in the heavenly places. Right
1: in the presence of the Father.
0: Right in the presence of the Father.
1: No governmental. below.
0: No government law.
1: No government restrictions.
0: No government restrictions. Shall ever. Shall ever. Separate me. S- separate me. From
1: the love of God.
0: From the love of God. Which
1: is in Christ Jesus, my Lord.
0: Which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. So I must
1: say, yes. Yes. <laughs> Power. All right. Now, I want us to read together that passage. One, two, three, go.
0: And the Lord said unto Moses, go. Get thee down, for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them, and they have made them a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed thereunto, and said, These be thy gods, O Israel. Which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff necked people. Now therefore, let me alone.
1: Uh uh-uh, uh, you didn't say that.
0: What did you say? Now therefore, let me alone. <laughs>
1: Why should this God (laughs) have a problem with Moses? God has a problem with Moses right there. Says Moses, get out of here. Let me alone. (laughs) Why? 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 Let's see the reason why. What was the reason? That my wrath may wax hot against them. Ah! So in other words, the presence of Moses was a restraining factor on the wrath of God. The presence of Moses was a binding factor on what God was about to do. So God pleads with Moses, get out of the way. Let me alone. I want to be by myself so that my wrath should continue getting what? Hotter. And what? Hotter. As long as Moses, you are here, I will not be very angry. (laughs) Ah! This is huge. I know you shall understand 10 years from today, but it's okay. I will still give it to you. You see, this is massive. That even God himself can't help himself. Are you hearing me? He can't stop himself from being angry. Okay? He can't stop it. He knows that, okay, if I'm by myself, my anger will continue getting greater and greater. Although I love the people, although I'm a merciful God, although, although I'm a gracious God, although I'm a loving God, but as long as these people have sinned, okay, they've committed error, I can't stop myself from getting angry. I will continue getting angry until I boil off and when I boil off, I'll, I'm going to consume them. Are you hearing me so far? Uh Aha. So Moses is there acting like a lead on the anger of Jehovah God. Moses is there acting like a stopping, a restraining force on the anger of Jehovah God. God knows that as long as Moses is here and Moses begins to talk to me, I will not be very angry to destroy the people. So he says, Moses, get out of the way. Let me alone. I I just want to be in a corner somewhere where my anger can continue to boil, where my anger can continue to get hotter and hotter until I destroy the people. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. But Moses says, no, Jehovah God, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to let you be alone. I'm not going to leave you in your in your corner somewhere. I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to speak on behalf of the people. I'm going to intercede for the people. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to bind you what you are doing, Jehovah God. I'm going to restrain you, Jehovah God. I'm going to put a lid on your wrath because I know a weakness in God. And the weakness of God is that when there's an Intercessor, when someone begins to intercede for the people, there is a weakness in God that makes God to come down and God changes his mind, God turns around from the thing he wanted to do, he doesn't do it anymore. Someone say, Yes, yes, hey, I don't know what you are going through but listen to me, there is a divine intercessor for you. His name is J-E-S-U-S right in the praises of Jehovah God. The Bible says he ever liveth to make intercession for you. I don't know what you are passing through today but listen to me under the influence of my voice. I want to prophesy to you that you are going to come out to the other end victorious. You are going to emerge on the top. I don't care what you are going through today. As long as there is an intercessor in the praises of Jehovah God interceding for you 24-7. You're going to get your breakthrough. You're going to get your miracle. Things will turn around. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't care how big your problem could be. But listen to me. According to the modus operandi of the spiritual reign or the reign of the spirit, there is an intercessor making intercession for you 24-7. And this intercessor never goes to drink water. He never goes to sleep anywhere. He's before Jehovah God making intercession for you 24-7. And according to the power of his intercession. I want to prophesy to you that you are going to image a winner. You are going to image on the top. You are going to image up. You are going to image with your breakthrough. You are going to come back with a testimony. Someone say yes! Yes! Hey! This is amazing. So God says, "Look, Moses. look Moses. Look Moses. Let me alone so that my wrath and wax water. Hmm. <laughs> this is amazing. You know, there are some things you read in the Bible, they kind of go, pew pew. they don't make much sense until you meet the God. Oh, yeah. like, ah, now I understand. There is a weakness in God and the weakness of God is when there is an intercessor. Why? Because God you will never do anything without an intercessor. Are we together so far? Oh, yes. Are we together so far? Yes. <laughs> Someone say intercessor. Intercessor. Intercession is so important. Let's finish the passage. Let's, finish the, let's, let's, just, let's just finish the passage, and then I'll, I'll quickly go to a few things, and then I'm done. All right. One, two, three, go.
0: Now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why doth doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power, and with a mighty hand,
1: <laughs> there, there, there are just some verses in the Bible just crack me off. Just makes me laugh. <laughs> now imagine a Moses asking the Creator <laughs> of the universe, says, "Hey, Lord, why? What, what's a big deal, man? <laughs> That's a big deal, man. <laughs> why doth your wrath?" works so against your own people, which you have brought forth out of the land of Egypt with the great power, great pomp, with a mighty hand. You showed yourself, you are the almighty God. You had thunder, you had lightning, you had darkness, water turning into blood. You had frogs, you had hailstones, you had all this, the firstborns died. Now here you are. You want to kill the same people. <laughs> I told you, God can't help himself. When he's angry, he can't stop that wrath until a restraining force appears. And the restraining force appears in the form of what? Intercession. Someone say intercession. Intercession. Intercession is so powerful it is able to restrain the hand of god intercession is so powerful it is able to cause the hand of god to act in a different way intercession is so powerful it is able to restrain the heart of god intercession is so powerful it is able to influence the heart of god intercession is so powerful it is able to put a lid on the wrath of jehovah god as you, as angry as god may be in the face of intercession that anger in jehovah god begins to go down and God begins to reason in the face of intercession. Someone say, uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. So what are we talking about here? All right, you can read the rest of the story because the next thing is God says, okay, 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 Moses. <clears throat> All right, let's, read. let's just continue the verse, four, verse 14 so we can see what happened in the story.
0: Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self and saidst unto them I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people.
1: You know, there are some verses you go. Uh, if it wasn't in the Bible, I've argued against that sentence. This is one of those sentences. <laughs> How can you make God to repent? Some say by intercession. Can I ask you the question again? How can you make God to repent? What is the answer?
0: By intercession.
1: <laughs> Woo! Say, I will never, ever be defeated.
0: I will never, ever be defeated.
1: Yeah. Are you hearing me? So, Moses was able to put a lead, number one, on the wrath of God. Number two, not only put a lead, he was able to bring it down. Uh-huh. Number three, he was able to tend the heart of God. Number four, he was able to tend the hand of God. Number five, God repented. It's in your Bible. But the power of intercession. So, what is the implication of Hebrews chapter 7 from verse 25? What is the implication? Now, I want us to go into chapter 8 of our, our passage Hebrews there. Let's go into chapter 8 verses 1 to 13. Okay? What is the implication? I'll pick up a few verses from there. Now, the Bible says, now of the things which we have spoken. Now, this is now the conclusion, okay? The things that we've spoken, this is the sum. What is the conclusion? We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Ah, very important point. Remember I said the high priest in the tabernacle of Moses, the high priest in the temple of Solomon used to come into the hall of holies only once a year for a short time just to offer the blood for himself first and then for the people. But here the Bible says says what? It says now the things which we have spoken of, here's the conclusion. We have such a high priest who sat on, Right hand of the throne of majesty in the heavens. Someone say, Power. Power. This man is not on earth. Trying to offer prayer to penetrate into the realm of the spirits to reach Jehovah God. Uh uh-uh. uh. But this man, too, our, we're talking about our Lord Jesus Christ. He is in the heavens, in the presence of Jehovah God, making intercession for you on the right hand of the throne of the Most High God, the throne of His Majesty. Say yes! Yes! Oh, this is big. This is big. Let's look at point number two. Point number two, what does it say? Verse number two, we've point number two in verse number two. What the Bible says, a minister of the sanctuary. Ha <laughs> hey! 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 And of the true tabernacle, which the Lord preached and not man. You see now here, We are going another dimension into the realm of the spirit. Moses was a man. He pitched a tabernacle. And he used to go into the tabernacle to pray for people. Moses was a man. He pitched, you know, the whole of holies, and he used to go there and pray for the people. And Aaron came, did the same thing. And then Eliezer came, did the same thing. Phineas came. They entered a physical tabernacle that was pitched by man. Are you hearing me? And Eli, we found the, the tabernacle was in Shiloh. And in Shiloh, he used to make intercession for the people. But listen to me. Here we are changing the gears. Here we are going into another dimension. We are talking about a sanctuary. We are talking about a true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. Are you hearing me? So in other words, when you think about Jesus in eternity, don't just think about him as if he's floating on some skies. He's lying down and having a, a, um, a something, a pipe. No, that's nonsense. Our, our Lord Jesus Christ in the heavens, the Bible says, he is in the holy of holies before Jehovah God. He's in the sanctuary. He's in the temple. That. Was pitched by the hands of Jehovah God, and He's right there in the presence of Almighty God making intercession for you and for me. I don't know what we are going through today, but I want you to know that there's somebody in the heavens before Jehovah God making intercession for your situation. He's talking about your situation. You cannot allow yourself to be weak, you cannot allow yourself to be defeated, you cannot allow yourself to give up or give in or give way. You cannot allow yourself to be take your to be discouraged. You cannot allow yourself to be depressed. There's no time for depression. There's no time for discouragement because there's someone on the right hand of the father making intercession for you. He's talking about you. He's pleading with the father on your behalf. He's talking to Jehovah God about your situation. You're going to image a winner. You're going to image victorious. am I talking to someone right here. Yes. Say yes. 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 Oh my God, a minister of the sanctuary of the, and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and did not. Imagine. Give me verse number three. I love what I'm seeing. I love what I'm seeing. I want us to read together. One, two, three. Go.
0: For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices, wherefore it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer.
1: Ah, you see now. So Jesus is not just sitting somewhere, hanging around in the throne, riding on horses and what have you. you know, there are moments to ride horses when he takes the sword and he rides on a horse, a you know, a sword coming out of his mouth. He's got the word of God and other stuff. But the Bible says there is a sanctuary in heaven and this man called Christ is right there in that sanctuary. And because the priest on earth used to offer sacrifices, Oh, huh! This man also talking about Jesus also has to offer what some sacrifices, also has to offer gifts before the throne of the Most High God. Ah, Jesus! Look at verse number four. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. What is the law? The Lord says the priest must come from the tribe of Levi, who served unto the example. Ah. Oh, my goodness. Let's read together that one. I love it. One, two, three, go.
0: Who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. Ah,
1: wait, wait. So the earthly priests, the earthly priests, they were mirroring, it was a shadow of something real, something that happens in the realm of the spirit, These earthly priests, the Bible says, save what? Who save unto the what? Example. And what? Shadow of heavenly things. Uh Aha. As what? Let's read together. One, two, three, go.
0: As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for, see, saith he, that they'll make all things according to the pattern
1: showed to thee in the Mount. Wait a minute, from that sentence alone, I can make a conclusion that on that Mount Sinai, Moses was not on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights when he was fasting. Moses was given a tour of heaven. He went into heaven, went into the sanctuary in heaven, And when he went there, he met Jesus in that sanctuary in heaven. (laughs) And that Jesus in the sanctuary in heaven was doing his high priestly work. Mm. (laughs) I know that's uh, very deep. He was doing his high priestly work. And Moses saw and observed what Jesus was doing. He was offering sacrifices was offering sacrifices. He was making intercession already in the heavens before he appeared on earth. Are you hearing me somebody? He was making intercession already in the heavens before he appeared on earth. So Moses saw it. Moses observed it. Moses saw everything and all the furniture which were in the sanctuary in heaven and then God told Moses go and make the same furniture on earth. Make replicas of what you've seen. Create a priesthood Based on what you have seen, let them do what you have seen here in heaven. So Moses came back and created the tabernacle and all the furniture of the tabernacle and a priesthood on earth to mirror what was in heaven as a shadow of what was where in heaven. Verse number six, what does it say?
0: But now hath he ordained a more excellent ministry. By Uh how much...
1: Wait. So in other words, the ministry of Jesus is a more what? Excellent ministry. Someone say, more excellent ministry.
0: More excellent ministry.
1: All right. Let's continue in that verse.
0: By how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant...
1: Ah. Someone say... Mediator of a better covenant. Mediator of a better covenant. So we have a more excellent ministry. Uh Uh-huh. And then mediator of what? A better covenant. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Which is what? Which was established
0: (laughs) upon better promises.
1: I prophesy you will never fail. I'm telling you. I'm prophesying to that you shall never fail. You shall fail the day you choose to fail. But as long as you refuse to fail, you will never fail. I don't care how things look like, I don't care what, who is saying what, they can go and jump if they want, I don't care but listen to me, as long as you don't give in, as long as you don't give up, I don't. as long as you don't convince yourself that you have failed and you keep fighting, keep trying, moving forward, you will make it, it doesn't matter how things are looking to them, things may look like pitch black, down to darkness, listen to me, it doesn't matter, you've got an intercessor with Jehovah God making intercession for you, he is interceding for you. Now, this man called Christ has got what? Has got a better, a more excellent ministry. Number one. Number two, he's a mediator of a better covenant. Number three, this covenant was established upon the better promises. Now, if the High priest in the Old Testament, if Moses in the Old Testament was able to turn around in the hand of God, was able to turn around the mind of God, was able to turn on the heart of God, listen to me. You've got a better high priest in the heavens who is seated on the right hand of the Most High God in the real sanctuary in heaven. This man lived forever. He's making intercession for you. He has got a more excellent ministry, better covenants, built on better promises. Am I talking to someone out here? Say yes. Yes. Say I will never fail. I will never fail. Say I will make it. I will make it. Say I will make it. I will make it. Whether the, Whether devil, likes the devil likes or he doesn't like, he doesn't like it, it, I will make it. I will make I've it. I've got an intercessor. I've got an intercessor. Say yes. Yes. My God. My God. Woo! ha. <laughs> Just let a shout out of your house. You can open your window and say, neighbor, hey! hey. <laughs> when they come knocking on door, why did you say, why did you say, hey, neighbor? Tell them, just relax, neighbor. we will explain later when the service is over. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Wow. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm being blessed all by myself here. Yeah. Are you being blessed too? Are you being blessed? I can hear someone in the media team being blessed right now. Ha, <laughs> Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Imagine you are sleeping in your bed. You just remember these things. You just start laughing by yourself. ha. <laughs> And then your your wife or your husband say, Hey, 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 you are laughing by yourself. Why are you laughing? Just continue laughing. Laugh someone, told them, I'll talk to you in the morning. (laughs) Someone say, Power. Power. (sighs) Power. (sighs) Jesus. Because of time, I need to stop right now. Time is gone, right? We should stop right now.
0: Uh, Go deeper. (laughs)
1: I should go deeper than this. Yeah, go deeper. My God, my God, my God.
0: We're hungry, Papa.
1: (laughs) You're hungry for more. Wow. My goodness. Mm.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Mm. A more excellent ministry. The mediator of a better covenant. Which was established upon better promises. Mm. Verse number seven. Let's continue and then we can just finish that portion. Uh-huh. One, two, three, go.
0: For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second And I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbour, And every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. In that he saith, a new covenant he hath made. The first old, now that, we, now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away.
1: Someone said power. power.
0: Power. You
1: see now. You see now. So, as good as the Old Testament may sound, as good as the priesthood of Aaron may sound, the Bible says it was riddled. With so many weaknesses. It was riddled with so many problems. So God had to get rid of it. It was a shadow. Number two, the priesthood in the Old Testament was not the first one to be established. No, the priesthood had already been happening in the realm of the Spirit. God already had intercessors, interceding for the salvation of mankind. So Jesus was not made an intercessor. After his resurrection, he was already an intercessor. He was already in the priesthood office. He was already our high priest. And the Bible says this man called Christ as our high priest, he was already working behind the scenes. He was already doing things behind the scenes on our behalf. You see, when you look at Isaiah chapter uh, 53, Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 12. Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 12, talking about Christ, okay? Talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is before he was born. What does the Bible say? One, two, three, go.
0: Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for
1: the transgressors. He made intercession for who? The transgressors. So I know that we understand the means of Christ from when he was born going forward, but I want to challenge you today that Jesus is our eternal intercessor. Jesus is our divine intercessor. So, his coming on earth was not just to do an earthly ministry. It was part and parcel of his ministry as an intercessor. Because an intercessor, aha, uh-huh, now I'm coming there. Who is an intercessor? An intercessor is someone who stands before God on the behalf of another. Okay? He stands before God on the behalf of another. He pleads with God on the behalf of another. And the Bible says that Jesus made intercession for the trans. I know that we've got an instance in in Luke chapter 23, verse number 34. Luke chapter 23, verse number 34, where Jesus is recorded to make an intercession for the people. Luke chapter 23, verse number 34, as he was on that cross, Christ Jesus, our Lord, made intercession. What does he say? Then said
0: Jesus, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots.
1: You see, that is an example of the intercession that Jesus our Lord made on behalf of the people, that the wrath of God should not be nor kindled against the people. So Jesus made intercession for them. But also we see that in in John chapter 17, the whole chapter. It's an intercessory prayer of Jesus Christ, our Lord, interceding for us, not only for us, but also for the believers that were going to come. So he didn't just intercede for the disciples, us, but also for those who are yet to come. When you go to Romans chapter 8, uh, verse number 34, there's something again there about intercession, the divine intercession of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse number 34, there's something there. Someone say powerful. Powerful. Romans chapter 8, verse number 34. Verse number 34. All right, I want us to do it together. One, two, three, go. Who is there
0: to condemn us? Will Christ Jesus, the Messiah, who died, or rather, who was raised from the dead, who is at the right hand of God, actually pleading as he intercedes for us?
1: All right. Um, Can you check KJV? Let's see what KJV says. Someone said power. One, two, three, go.
0: Who is he that condemneth? It
1: is Christ that
0: died. Yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Did
1: you see that? So the Bible says the only person who has got the power to condemn, the only one who has got the power to condemn is Christ Jesus, because Jesus is the one who came and died for us. He paid the price for us, so he has got the right to condemn us if we don't accept what he did for us. So he's got the right to condemn us. But guess what? Instead of condemning us, (laughs) <laughs> hey! Someone said game changer.
0: Game changer. Instead
1: of condemning you, guess what? He's before Jehovah God making intercession for you. Ah, this is amazing. This is amazing. He's not interceding from outside the veil, he's not interceding from outside the whole of holies. He is with the Father right in the presence of Jehovah God. Let's go to 1 John 2 verse 1. 1 John 2 verse 1. I am finishing now. 1 John 2 verse 1. 1 John chapter 2 verse number 1. Someone say divine intercession.
0: Divine intercession.
1: All right. 1, 2, 3, go.
0: My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous.
1: Ah. Little children, these things write, I unto you that you sin not. So it's, it is possible to live a life above sin. Someone say yes. Yes. It is possible. Okay? I'm writing these things to you that you sin not. however, Sometimes, no, we do wrong stuff. If that happens, should it happen that something has gone wrong, the Bible says, guess what? We have got an advocate with the Father. His name is J S. J. E S U S. Who do you call him? Jesus. Jesus. With the Father. I want to see. He says, an advocate with, an advocate with, not someone who is outside somewhere far, not someone who is somewhere there, they has to walk to where the Father. No, this advocate has been put in the presence of Jehovah God. He's an advocate with the Father. Am I talking to somebody right here? An advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So, what is the implication of what I'm talking about? You see, for you to remain a Christian today, it is because of the intercession of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we meet so many challenges. We meet so many discouraging factors. The devil is waging in every direction. But I want you to take heart that you see, because of the continuous intercession, continuous divine intercession of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with the Father, you are able to be what you are today. You are able to enjoy the grace of God. You are able to offer Come today, you are able to conquer today. Otherwise, if there was not an intercessor for you, if there was no divine intercessor for you, the devil would have swallowed you up long time ago. But you are still alive today, you are still making it today because of the divine intercession of our Lord Jesus Christ. You have already given up long time ago, but it is because of the continued intercession of our Lord Jesus Christ that we are still who you are today. We are still making it, we are still making progress, we are still taking ground. Up. Am I talking to somebody right? Here, say yes. Someone say I will make it. I will make it. Say I will make it.
0: I will make it. It doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't matter. Who says what? Who
0: says what? Where when?
1: Where when? I will make in it. I will make it in Jesus' name. In Jesus. Name. Say yes. Yes. Praise the name of Jesus. Ha ha ha, you see Christ intercession is essential for our salvation, not only for our salvation but also for the preservation of our salvation. Christ intercession is essential for our salvation, but not only for our salvation, but also for the preservation of our salvation. Uh Someone said divine intercession Divine intercession. You see, without his grace, mercy, and help mediated to us, through his intercession, we would fall away from God and once again become enslaved to sin. You see, it doesn't matter how things look like. It doesn't matter how weak you think you are. Today, I'm encouraging you that you've got a divine intercessor making intercession on your behalf. And his intercession, uh is a better ministry uh in the real sanctuary in heaven. uh Based on what? better promises, a more excellent ministry in the real sanctuary in heaven with the Father. Based on better promises. Someone say, I received that one.
0: I received that one.
1: I know I've left one part of the story and that is the intercession of the Holy Ghost. But remember the focus this month is on what? Jesus Christ in eternity. He's still doing it today. He didn't stop somewhere when he died recently. Oh, it is done. No, he's still doing it today. And he's going to continue doing it for eternity. Someone say yes. Yes. All right, I want us to pray. I want us to pray. If you are able to rise on your feet, you can rise. Uh-huh. But now I saw one meeting on Zoom. You know, this minister was wearing a shorts and a, and a jacket and a tie on top. So when they said stand up, he tried to stand up to go somewhere. Hey! <laughs> You don't know what people put on when they are connecting on Zoom. So be careful when you are standing up. eh? (laughs) Are you ready for prayer? Say, Lord. Lord. I thank you. I thank you. Because you are.
0: Because you are.
1: My divine intercessor.
0: My divine intercessor. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I thank
1: you. I thank you. For your divine intercession.
0: For your divine
1: intercession. With the Father. With the Father. On my behalf. On my behalf.
0: Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, shalom. Shalom.